an old friend. It was one question after another, with Chewie acting as the interviewer. What grade are you in? Where do you go to school? Do you play sports? What are your hobbies? It was the greatest car ride of my life. I had a daughter, a funny daughter, who was an absolute joy to be around. I missed out on so much. The diaper changing, the first day of school, all the other special little kid stuff. But it didn't matter. I suppose if I were going to live longer than a week, I might be more upset Sarah didn't tell me. But honestly, I'm not sure I should be. It's embarrassing to admit this, but if you look at the big picture, it might have been a good thing for all involved that I wasn't around then, because I was still growing up myself. From our short car ride, I could gather that neither of us were quite done growing up yet. When we arrived at her house, Harper gave me her key, and she, Chewie, and Piper tore around the back to look at her honeybee farm, or whatever you call that. Don't let Piper get stung, I shouted after them. This was awkward, and even though I was beyond curious to see what her life was like, it felt creepy to go into Sarah's house alone. Did she have younger kids, too? What did her husband look like? Was he home? Did he know who Harper's biological father was? I knocked on the door to be safe and waited. I put the key in the door but couldn't bring myself to open it and took the key back out. I was still too nervous. If Sarah's husband was home, it might not be the best icebreaker to let myself in and announce myself as his daughter's father. I went back to the car to get my bags and my laptop. I figured maybe if I was riding the bear when Sarah came home, it might take the edge off of seeing her surprise guest. Maybe she'd start reading it. As I was walking back to the house, the front door opened, then slammed shut faster than it was open. In the short period of time the door was open, I saw a beautiful man in a sweater cape standing there, bathed in pastels. He was tan, skinny, and hygiene was apparently of foremost priority because I could have sworn he sparkled in the sunlight. Larry? I shouted. I couldn't believe it. Larry! Is that you? It's me, Duke. Parker Duke from Purdue. Larry! The door opened maybe five inches, enough to show his chiseled features. He looked like he was going to cry. I know who you are. What are you doing here? She wants nothing to do with you. She's my wife now, Parker. He extended his arm through the opening to show me his wedding band, like he was soaking his fingers in palm olive. Wow. Great to see you too, Larry. Can I come in? Larry's arm disappeared and he slammed the door in my face. I heard the lock mechanism engage. I took Harper's key back out of my pocket and turned the lock and tried to open the door. I felt a faint resistance like maybe a little kid was trying to hold the door shut. I looked down and saw the unmistakable sole of a Sperry topsider wedged against it and heard a squeal that might resemble a Quaker woman under attack. Who gave you a key? I could hear the strain in his voice. Larry, open the door. Are you pushing against it? A strained, yes, came from behind the door. Well, then stop already. I'm afraid I'm going to break your arm or something. I know about Harper. The resistance against the door disappeared. I gently pushed the door open and could see Larry shaking with his back turned to me. He was crying. I would have loved to see the look on Miss Livingston's face if she could see him clying like that. 
Larry was Sarah's best friend in college and a really good friend of mine, too. I'd say I'm as jealous as the next guy, but I never, not for one second, thought I had anything to worry about with Larry and Sarah. I thought, just like with my brother, that Larry liked dudes, but wouldn't act on it. When we were at Purdue, the world was still backwards, and being gay wasn't really understood or tolerated. I remember meeting Larry's blue-collar family at a tailgate, and I could tell they definitely weren't the type to accommodate a gay son. So I understood why he wouldn't come out, even to his closest friends. Larry was about six feet tall, with sandy blonde hair, chiseled cheekbones, and a very skinny but athletic build. All the girls in college had massive crushes on him, but he never dated any of them or took anyone home after we got drunk at the bars. I mean, if Larry was straight, getting laid would have been a cakewalk. Even as I was trying to force my way in to talk to him, I couldn't believe my luck. Was there a chance I might still be able to get back together with Sarah? Was her husband our gay friend Larry? Could I calm her down enough where it might still be a possibility? Even more important, how much time did I have to calm her down? Larry, let's talk, please. There's no reason to cry. I knew this day would come. I held her hand when she was giving birth, Parker. I changed Harper's diapers. When she was sick, I stayed awake all night with her. I'm her father. You can't take that away from me. You can't take that away from us. She can, he interrupted me. Did you come to take her away? How did you find out? I found out 30 minutes ago at the hardware store, Larry. You seem to be forgetting. I was never told about Harper. I mean, she told me she was pregnant and ending the pregnancy. She didn't tell me she changed her mind. I cried, Larry. I full-on begged her. But she wouldn't even consider having a baby with me. That's why we broke up. You know that. I should be screaming bloody murder, Larry. But I'm not here to do that, and I'm not here to take her away from you. I was keeping the door open with my foot, not sure if Larry was still pushing against it. But I'm her father, and I want to get to know her and be a part of her life. I think you two owe me that. Larry, you know I'll never be able to take away the fact that you were there for them, both of them. She had the colic, Parker, Larry spit out. He was still crying. Harper cried for two months straight. It was torture. She probably got that from me, because after I lost all my money, I did the same thing, except it lasted a year or two longer. He let out a little smile. I had cracked the egg. Larry, can we sit down and talk about this? Don't you ever watch movies? This two-dad issue is addressed all the time. You're her dad. I can't take that away from you. He was flashing his beautiful smile at me now and I could see why all the girls at school were crazy about him. You aren't here with your lawyers to take her away? No. Okay, then. It's nice to see you. It's been a long time. You look different. Have you lost weight? Are you working out? Yes, actually, but I just quit forever. I was also watching what I ate, but I just quit that forever, too. Why? It's a long story, but I can sum it up by saying that my wife was just murdered by her lover in a murder-suicide. Oh, dear, Larry said with a hand to the cheek. Yeah, although that kind of situation makes it easier to be a widower. I'm so sorry, Parker. Thanks, Larry. If you don't mind, I'd rather not talk about it. Ever.
He looked me straight in the eye. I completely understand I would be devastated if someone took my girls away from me. My stomach fell like a rock to the floor. I realized with only a week left, I'd never be able to get with Sarah and Harper as a real family unit, even if old Larry was as gay as a $3 bill. A return to ultra-selfishness had been a dream of mine since I'd lost it with my fortune. Ended the world or not, I had planned on picking it back up as a hobby at the very least after my big deal closed, so this seemed as fitting occasion as any. I wanted Sarah back. It had always pissed me off that meatheads and religious fanatics had created an environment where Bo felt he had to hide his sexuality, but now that same environment had my closeted friend married to the only woman I'd ever really loved. And then I had another genius idea. Larry, could you excuse me for a second? I took out my Hello Kitty cell phone. I have to make a call. Piper came back in with me. Apparently, she didn't like playing around with bees. She laid down on the kitchen floor between me and Larry and went to sleep. Why do you seem different, Parker? Larry asked. I've grown up, Larry. I've got a job. I pay bills. I was forced to become a real person instead of an insecure, arrogant, trust fund baby. I have to tell you, when I heard you lost all your money, my curiosity was piqued. I mean, what in the world could you do? Did you even go to class at school? I knew they didn't hire people to spend money or get drunk, and nobody except Sarah believed that writing bullshit you talked about. You were the only aspiring writer I knew that never wrote anything. Larry chuckled, clearly enjoying himself, but it was nothing I didn't deserve ten times over. I still don't know what Sarah ever saw in you. My money, Larry. That's all any girl has ever seen in me. Well, that's all you ever showed anybody was your money. We used to joke about how quickly you would mention your trust fund or that you were a duke to somebody new. My heart sank. I can't believe Sarah made fun of me for that. I deserved it. But in fairness... Beautiful people don't have to tell others they're special. It's right there to see. When you're not that great looking and people see you're dating a beautiful girl, they'll keep asking questions until they find out how an imbalance such as this could occur in nature. Then the revelation, oh, he has money. Puzzle solved. Over the years, I'd convinced myself Sarah wasn't one of the girls looking to get ahead by marrying a rich kid. And now with this revelation, I could see the confidence in Larry. All he was worried about was me taking Harper away, not his wife falling for an old flame. How naive of me to think somebody might automatically see the nice guy I'd turned into instead of the self-centered asshole I used to be. I had earned all this lack of respect myself. I could blame no one else, which is always a terrible situation. I think that I hurt more at that moment than when I found out all of humanity would end.